0: studio one at the worldwide headquarters of espn and from studio hd in atlanta georgia this is fitz and harry on espn radio the espn app and on sirius xm channel 80.
1: if there's anything we know at this point it's that you can't go to sleep early in this year's nba playoffs because if you did last night When you went to bed, you might have thought things looked like they were going to be just fine for the Lakers. Only to wake up this morning and find out that Jamal Murray went off. LeBron James went ice cold. And the Denver Nuggets get a 108-103 win over the Lakers to take the 2-0 Western Conference Finals lead. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And, man, I'll tell you, Harry, last night I was sitting there, I was watching, I was eating a little bit of healthy popcorn, no butter on it because, you know, my body's a temple. And I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> a, I'm taking in a little bit of a snack the first half, and I'm thinking, whoo, boy, the Lakers feel like they got it. We asked, could they come out and match the urgency early on? Would they be impressive on the boards early on? They did all of that and more early on. It looked early on like they were going to be just fine. And then all of a sudden, mouths dropped in the fourth when Jamal Murray went off. And more importantly, LeBron James couldn't go off. And all of a sudden, you sit here now asking yourself if you're the Lakers, man, what the hell went wrong? because you're down 2 nothing in this series.
2: Yes, you're down 2 nothing, and you're scratching and, and crawling for your lives right now um, it, to stay in this thing, to stay in this Western Conference Finals with a possibility to try to reach the NBA Finals. But Fitch, let me say this about the game last night. Watching both teams, I was proud as a viewer because one of the things I witnessed from both squads is that those players left everything on the court. Now, the results may not have been, you know, that the uh, – individually, that the guys may have wanted out there on the basketball court, but you can see how tired guys was. Even Jamal Murray, LeBron, AD, all those guys out there on the basketball court last night gave everything they had, right, to the point of where they can't go in there and watch film today, either team, and say, you know what, we didn't leave it all on the court. Now, you also got to fine-tune some things, but Jamal Murray, 23 in the fourth quarter – for a guy who was physically, and you can see how exhausted he was before he went on that streak, he was 3 for 13 with 10 points at halftime, but found a way to get it done. And when you talk about hitting some big baskets. He hit a lot of those big baskets in the fourth quarter, a lot of those three-pointers over LeBron. It was great defense by LeBron just better shot making by Jamal Murray and uplifted his team to be able to get a victory in game two
1: you mentioned exhaustion and that's one of the big talking points today now we've had an internal debate on this show over the course of the last week or so because Devin, uh, Evan and Devin are great uh, behind the scenes people they they kick ass on this show every day Devin is not uh, not at all a believer that we should even be bringing up the conversation of playing every other day altitude things like that you know we constantly sort of laugh about it but man you mentioned exhaustion and And we saw it in a couple of ways last night because, frankly – As the game went on, I love the way you said that with Jamal Murray, but it felt like one of those moments where it was two boxers in the ring and one boxer was just having to take every blow early on, hoping that the other side would just tire out. And that's what happened. In the fourth quarter, you saw a version of the Lakers that was a shell of the explosiveness that they had in the first quarter. It's not just Jamal Murray going off, you're right, hit some tough shots, but it was also just transition defense wasn't as fast. Nothing was moving as quickly for the Lakers, including but not limited to LeBron James. LeBron had a night to forget, especially shooting long distance last night. Settled for threes in the fourth quarter. He's now one for twenty. Oh, in the oh, postseason on fourth quarter threes. One oh. for 20. He's missed 19 straight. This goes all the way back. The last three-pointer he made in the fourth quarter of a game in the playoffs was game one versus Memphis. Think about that. Game one versus – I'm not talking about last night. I'm talking about a pattern. And stats and info, a great nugget going Hold on, into he's the game. Won,
2: he's one for what? One for 20 in the oh, playoffs. Oh, my God. My body just shook.
1: Uh, if you took a look at the first three quarters, he's shooting over 50% in all of those quarters leading into Last night, he was leaning into last night, was only shooting 33% in the fourth quarter. That showed its head in the biggest way possible last night. LeBron got rejected by the rim. Like, that usually happens to me. (laughs) I get rejected by the rim, not LeBron. So I think it's just sort of cooked in all of our heads that LeBron looked
2: cooked last night. Well, and, and, and it's okay, though, right? Because when you're out there exhausting every bit of your effort into trying to get a win for your basketball team, It's going to happen sometimes like that, and LeBron tried to do everything in his power to be able to get a win, but playing the minutes that he did in game one, I thought carried over to game two, and we never see a LeBron James miss two layups, one in which you know he got rejected by the bottom of the rim. We've never seen that. We've never seen LeBron James on a breakaway going to dunk and the ball slips out of his hands. We don't see those type of things, but here's how I know when LeBron James is actually tired. And it kind of brought me back to Game One, where he settled for a three pointer when they were only down three. When you had a, tar- a tired Jamal Murray on defense with his hands on his knees, and you should have just attacked the basket. In the fourth quarter of yesterday's game, LeBron James was tired, and he started to settle for the three pointer and the jump shot. And that's a spot to where he sh- he just hasn't been good, especially in the fourth quarter. Throughout the entire playoffs, you just mentioned the numbers: one for twenty. So he has to understand that. And by any means, am I not saying be scared to shoot the three-ball LeBron James? That's not what I'm saying. You just got to understand and recognize certain things that may have been transpiring throughout the playoffs in the fourth quarter when your legs are a little bit heavier and that may be a reason why you're not connecting on those three-pointers that you're taking in the fourth. So go into the mid-range. Go take that ball to the basket. Get to the free-throw line and get fouled. Now the clock stops and you're getting yourself a little breather as well as other guys on your basketball team. Don't settle, LBJ. Uh,
1: Fitz and Harry. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in tonight for Game 2 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Plenty to break down as well over the coast of the show for that the Celtics host The Heat, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Now, you just mentioned fatigue, right? Fatigue is definitely one way to look at this. Our buddy Alan Hahn had some of the same thoughts on Get Up this morning, but he used a, a word much harsher to hear than fatigue when talking about how LeBron looked last night.
3: LeBron James' battery is drained. It's like an old iPhone. When you plug it in and try to charge
1: it up, it never gets back to 100%. He might be at that point now. We have never really seen him like that. He still can defend. There's a lot of things that he still can do on the court because of his high IQ and still his skill level. But when you see things like that, a missed layup low, he can't finish a dunk on a fast break, He's easily defended because he's not jumping over you. I mean, look at this play right here. Is it slippery hands or is it just like I said? He isn't physically as dominant as he used to be. See, Han didn't look fatigued. Said he didn't look fatigued. Han said he looked old, Harry. <laughs> old. <laughs> has Has LeBron gotten to the point where he's frankly too old to carry what they're asking him to carry?
2: Well, that's the thing. I don't. Well, I don't. Think I feel L- gross
1: saying that. I don't the think
2: the Lakers. We know the Lakers didn't want LeBron James having to carry their team to NBA finals, right? That was part of getting Anthony Davis and seeing what he did in the bubble and then winning that championship and the belief that AD could be a part of that. AD didn't have the best game last night either. So now LeBron James has to do that much more and uh, physically exhausting himself on the defensive end as well trying to make sure Jokic and, you know, when Jokic is getting double teamed, that he's not passing the ball to to guys that can shoot the ball at a high percentage, just, just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit on the defensive end, as well as trying to carry on the offensive end. LeBron has to do so much. Is he able to do it? Yeah, for a game or two. But if you're asking him to do that every night, I don't see the Lakers winning this series or winning any series if you're asking LeBron to do that every night at the age that he is right now, 38.
1: I mean, look, the numbers are are glaring for LeBron in the fourth quarter, but all of that speaks to the fact that that, to your point, Harry, this wasn't the design. There are so many holy cows about last night's game. Not only LeBron and the way he looked late in the fourth quarter, but frankly, Anthony Davis having another one of those every other games. We I said yesterday we were done with this every other game conversation. I was a coward, didn't put cash on it, and all of a sudden, uh, AD goes out 4 of 15 from the field, 18 points, uh, not at all the effort they expected from him. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, somebody we've been hard on on this show invisible last night uh, milk carton on I mean, the back of it yet again like not ain't even seen, the first I ain't number.
2: seen him in the Western Conference Finals since it started
1: yeah i mean at some point i just keep looking around and think okay it is it is fair to question a lot about lebron but it's fair to question a lot about the entirety of the lakers and the way they let this game go last night uh, at, at some point the lakers are going to look in the mirror and wonder how they're down 2 nothing in this series that being said there are other sides to it. I'm sorry, Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets. Uh, we led with the Lakers again, so you know, uh, Malone. Y'all keep
2: disrespect, got... keep disrespecting Coach Malone and his Nuggets. Yeah. He gonna come for you. You, you. I know one thing. He got something for you. He gonna put it. In, he gonna put it in something, and then you, you know the rest from there.
1: Yeah, you're gonna hear what Michael Malone had to say about the way we're treating his Nuggets, and we'll get you the Nuggets side of all of this next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Fitz and Harry, the
0: podcast. Jamal Murray who can't miss in the fourth quarter. Another three, 14 fourth quarter points for Jamal Murray. Murray behind the screen from Jokic, another 16 in the fourth quarter, and Jamal Murray's got 30. And the Denver Nuggets have held home court. They've gone up two games to none in the Western Conference Finals.
1: It was a tough game, but we found a way to win a game. We had that run a 20-5 to five or something in the fourth quarter, filled up the lead,
2: and we won the game.
1: Starting the tone off right on Love Fridays. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Let's get on. Mm. Already wearing our stank face early. Let's get it on. On a Friday afternoon. Oh. Ceiling fans all across America are nervous on Fridays <laughs> around this show. That's what we do.
2: Replacement.
1: Set, <laughs> setting the mood. Just call your handyman now. All right, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. (laughs) And uh, we just spent the first 15 minutes of this show talking about the Lakers and everything the Lakers did wrong because we are part of the problem, Harry. At least part of the problem if you ask Nuggets head coach Michael Malone because this is what he said at his press conference last night about the lack of respect Denver's getting.
3: I think a lot of our guys, to be honest, they may not admit this or not. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest, that was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nicola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple doubles now, third all time. What he's doing is just incredible. But the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. So you know, you put that in your pipe,
2: you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're gonna go up 2-0. Ho, 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 ho. Now let me say this, Coach. You know, Fitz and Harry. That's 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. We led with Nikola Jokic. We led with the Denver Nuggets. So, Coach, we understand where you're coming from.
1: Well, we, we just led with the Lakers today, but yes, in general, we have been very... In fact, let's let's remind everybody that Perk was on this show a couple of days ago. Kendrick Perkins, he'll join us uh, later in the week. Uh, he was on the show a couple of days ago and said, man, it's all about just shutting down Jokic, right? Like he said, shut down Jokic. What did we say immediately to that? We made it simple. We're like, man, that's disrespectful to Jamal Murray. And yes, last sir. night, fourth quarter, Jamal Murray goes off, Michael Malone, you need to spend more time listening to Fitz and Harry, because we've been getting the Nuggets back throughout the... I feel like throughout the course of most of this playoff series haven't we
2: well yes and and what they did in game one was phenomenal now they, they blew a lead but they ended up winning the game which was huge right they defended their home court and then they followed it up in game two with another win in which in the fourth quarter they found a way to get it done and the guys that you needed to step up the most really stepped up and honed in and got you that victory they got you that victory. And I don't know, Michael Malone, I, I'll tell you this, from a coaching perspective, right, Co- coaches, coaching and, and player perspective, both combined together, there's nothing more than a head coach having your back as a player because you will go out there and do any and everything for that coach. Now, Coach Malone is going to get on you when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, but he's also going to stand up for you when he thinks the narrative should be a different narrative in which you guys have earned that because of your play. So I love that about Coach Malone. He's going to give them a tough love, but when he feels like they're not getting the love that they deserve, he's going to bring it up and mention it also.
1: I think, you know, we talk all the time about invented chips. Your goat eh, 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 uh, used to do that all the time. Like, Thank you. It's amazing how the best of the best, Kobe, used to do it all the time. You just suddenly wake up one day and suddenly Tom Brady's done it all the time. Well, nobody's given us a chance. And I'm sitting here rolling my eyes to most of those guys. I'm like, really? Who's been out here doubting you? But there is a moment. And Wendy said it this morning humorously uh, on Get Up when he pointed out that the Nuggets are the one seed with home court advantage that are basically doing what they're supposed to do so far. They're the one seed. With home court advantage, the better team that's defended home court advantage, let's not turn it into something bigger than that. A part of what this comes down to, though, and I don't care what we're talking about, which sport we're talking about, stars rule. So when you have AD and LeBron, there's just going to be a bigger conversation. I said yesterday, Jamal Murray is growing into that. Like, Jamal Murray is becoming a household name. Not that he hasn't been a great player. It's just that... You have to be a great player in great moments that have more visibility in order for the entire country to embrace you as a superstar, as a face of the league. You have to have that moment in front of that team, in front of that opponent, which is exactly what Jamal Murray had last night. He becomes a superstar
2: in this process. And also, I would add this to it. When you look at the Denver Nuggets over the last few years, right, and the lack of success, I would say, they've been able to have in the NBA playoffs, that is reaching an NBA Finals, When you don't have a Jamal Murray, when you don't have a Michael Porter Jr., those two guys aren't healthy, and you're losing in the playoffs, and then you come back this year, and you see what those guys are doing in the playoffs, and you see how the different Nuggets are looking at this moment right now. A lot of people who thought it probably wouldn't have mattered back then are looking and saying to themselves, like, well, damn, if those guys had been healthy last year or the year before that, how much further could this team have went? if those guys were healthy
1: when you when you say that it just makes me think about the rise and the fall. And hear me out for a second, because I feel like this is what we do. Until the Bucks could win a championship, nobody really wanted to buy in on the Bucs. Then they won a championship. Now, two years later, all they are is the top seed, and all of a sudden they get eliminated. Coach gets fired. Now there's, like, heaped-on expectations, right? Uh, I feel like we're going through the same process with Denver. Like, everybody wants to see it before they want to buy into it. But when you see again what we saw last night from Jamal Murray going off in the 4th, that gets in, it just in, ingrained in your mind. This is what Murray said after the game, specifically about why he yelled bang after his late three in that game. When I was little, I used to, you know, count down the seconds in, in, of the shot clock and, and uh, make the shot. And... uh Talk like Marv Albert and uh, talk like Mike Green, you know what I'm saying? Just, just the imagination running as a kid. So, you know, when you get in that moment and, you know, you see your fam in the crowd, you see your little brother, um, you see Mike Green there, you know, you see all these little reminders, they all pay dividends and uh, uh, make that moment a little more special and uh, just kind of lock
2: you back in, you know, you want to miss that opportunity. And sometimes it's just reflecting on those moments and, and remembering how fun it was to do that. Did you hear that, parents? All of you who have kids? Vision. It's all about having a vision, visualizing this thing happening when you're a kid. So now when you get to that moment and it's actually happening because you believe it was going to happen when you were little and was a certain age watching these things transpire on TV. Now, when you get in that moment, you can look over at the table and say, bang, because you just nailed a key three pointer. In a key game two of the Western Conference Finals. God. Go on with your bad self, Jamal Murray.
1: I, I, I heard that, and you know, full disclosure here, Evan, as we were in commercial, said, Man, you got to hear this, Jamal Murray. It's great. And I'm glad Evan found that because you listen to that. That's like every kid, even for me, a fat kid growing up playing the violin. Uh, I cannot tell you how many hours when I would have time off like where I wasn't practicing where I'd go out and shoot there was a, one basketball hoop in our neighborhood and everybody went out there and shot and the amount of times that we all have lived this right? you go, you shoot you're by yourself the music's playing in the background got a little boom box you're by yourself and immediately this is what happens when you're unathletic like I was you'll appreciate this area like you always said bang or you always had that moment where you made that shot I always had the moment where I put it up and then i scream he got fouled he got fouled because I'm trying to give myself a second shot at it like here in Jamal Jamal Murray, like, oh, found man. by Casper the Friendly Ghost. But hearing Jamal Murray say that and just thinking about the impact it means in that moment, God, that's just—this is this is fun, because, man, to watch this ascension.
2: Because, Fitz, it's, it's all about—because growing up, you know, you, you can have a ton of people tell you what you can and can't do, but if you have the confidence and belief in yourself that it can be done, if you visualize it, that it actually can happen, and then when you get to that moment, to be able to see it come to fru- uh, fruition— And be able to look over at that table at Jeff Van Gundy, at Mark Jackson. At Mike Breen and be able to say it to the point of where, you know, Mike Breen was, you know, announcing and saying something. And I don't think he's seen him, and Mark Jackson had to let him know that he said it. That that that's wonderful. Jamal Murray's not gonna forget that ever. If he has kids, his kids are gonna remember that moment forever. Because that's an iconic moment in my eyes for him as an individual.
1: You know damn well when they do the the montage at the end of the playoffs while the confetti's falling, that shot, that moment, that bang will be part of it. Such a cool memory. Fits in area presented yep. by Progressive insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Just visit progressive.com. Nuggets fans have a love hate relationship with Jamal Murray. So, where is that relationship right now? We'll break it down with an expert next Fitz and Harry on ESPN radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Off
0: to Murray, who can't miss in the fourth quarter. Another three. 14 fourth quarter points for Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets have held home court. They've gone up two games to none in the Western Conference Finals. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. one and two at home the Nuggets take a two lead to Los Angeles where the Lakers face a critical game three. How will they respond? Game three of the Lakers and Nuggets presented by indeed. Coverage begins tomorrow at 8 Eastern on ESPN radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. This is Fitz and Harris Love Friday.
1: I'm telling you. Devin, can you play his voice again with that? It's like, is that this possible?
0: is Fitz and Harry's Love Friday.
1: I'm going to say something I've never said as a grown-ass man in my life. I might need to go buy a velour tracksuit and just get ready for Fridays to hit. <laughs> <different>. Hey, yo! <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh. Woo. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, presented by Progressive Insurance. We like to use uh, Friday afternoons to set the tone for Friday nights. I'm going to toot our own horn, though. We're the ones that pushed back on Perk a couple of days ago when he said, just stop Jokic, Kitchen. We said, that's disrespectful to Jamal Murray. We've been sort of – I think we've been on this, this Nuggets thing. And, in fact, I just want you guys to know we have a group text. And yesterday in the group text we were saying we should get a guest on. Yesterday afternoon we said we should really give the Nuggets some more respect. Let's get a Nuggets expert on. This was before head coach Michael Malone uh, said the media is only paying attention to the Lakers. I just want people to know we're one step ahead of it. And thank God we, uh, we sent out the bat signal. And Zach By, co-host of Stokely and Zach on 104.3 in Denver, answered the bat signal. We appreciate it, Zach. We want some expertise here. And you are in this market. You know this team better than anybody. We really appreciate the insight. Now, I've had some people tell me, and I want you to kind of give me a gauge on this. The the relationship between the city of Denver, Nuggets fans, and Jamal Murray hasn't always been the best because of his rehab time from his injury, had people feeling some kind of way. He goes off last night. What's the relationship like between Nuggets fans and Jamal Murray?
3: Well, I'll tell you this, guys. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be on your program. Thanks for having me. Uh, on a day like today, uh everyone is feeling great about <laughs> jamal murray uh, <laughs> the 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 the, t- the time away from the nuggets feels like ancient history, considering uh what he has done in these playoffs and it, i'll t- I'll tell you this guys. Uh, Nuggets Nation was divided on how they felt about Jamal Murray taking so much time to come back. Because the team had cleared him, but he didn't quite clear himself and said he needed to get over the mental hurdle. And I'll just say this. For the half of Nuggets Nation that was patient during that process and empathetic to Jamal Murray, you are getting paid out the dividends for your patience when you see him score 23 points in the fourth quarter last night. Jamal Murray has scored more points in the first uh, two fourth quarters of this series, than Anthony Davis and LeBron James combined in the fourth quarter in, in the game one in game two. So Jamal Murray is the hottest name in Denver right now. Uh, his lack of consistency has prevented him from all star status. But I'll tell you what, when he gets on the biggest stage, he, he is proving whether it was a 40-point uh, game in, 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 in the first series and the second series and now going for 37 uh, in, in a game two uh, in Denver, uh, this guy has proved, while he hasn't quite yet crossed through the threshold of consistency so you know what you're going to get every single night, his best moments, guys, are as good as anyone in the NBA I want to say that again. When he's at the peak of his powers, and this is now the fourth time in his career where he has scored 20 points or more in a fourth quarter, that's the most of any player in the last 25 years. So, again, I'm not saying he's Jason Tatum or, or, uh, or, or Devin Booker, but I am saying when he is burning his brightest, he is as good as anyone else in this league.
2: And Zach, I got to tell you, um, Mm. being a guy who went through an ACL injury and I know that the mental part, the mental hurdle is just as important as the physical coming back from it. I would tell fans that half that was upset with him that that was probably selfish of them because until you actually go through an injury like that and understand what the rehab is like and also the mental hurdle that you got to climb to get back to a point. And it's different for me playing football and Jamal Murray playing basketball because agilities are being used differently within the two sports. So he has to 100% make sure he's right before he comes back, uh, even if a doctor does clear you because you can live in your body for, let's just say, 21 years. How is someone outside going to tell me how my body's feeling? So I'm glad he took the time and we're seeing the benefits of him waiting, you know, to play the game of basketball to when he was 100 percent and ready to go. Now, I got to ask you this. High hype is Denver right now. Oh, my
3: gosh, it's such a hot sports town, guys. I mean, if you think about just the, the last couple of years, and unfortunately the Russell Wilson stuff didn't age well. We'll see how that goes uh, uh, with Sean Payton. <laughs> well, but, but, uh, and, and, and let's ride. But, but last, year, last year, the Avalanche go and win a Stanley Cup in one of the most dominant cup runs we have seen in NHL history, and we got to have a parade here uh, a year ago. And now we're starting to talk about... Can we stack the parades? Can Denver be, uh, you know, Titletown USA for the here and the now? Um, and so when I'm in ball arena uh, in game number one and game number two and game number one, you know, there's that crazy possession at the end and the ball ends up in Jamal Murray's hands and he throws an alley-oop to Aaron Gordon to close the game. Or last night when Jamal Murray is knocking down his fifth three-pointer uh, of the fourth quarter, that building is as hot as, as any Colorado Avalanche moment a year ago. It's as hot as any Denver Bronco game uh, in recent memory. Uh, I, would, I would put, and it took a few years to get up to this point, I'm not going to lie to you, because if you went to a Lakers-Nuggets game even three, four years ago, you would see 30 40% of the crowd Lakers fans. Uh, but this fan base is so hungry right now, and this climb that the Nuggets have been on, and, 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 and that's what I want to emphasize to, to you guys and your audience. The NBA is about a climb. It is not an add water and stir league. It is not the NFL. It's not the NHL. You, you typically have to go through some stuff before you get to the summit that you're climbing, and I don't care if you're Scotty and Mike against the Pistons or Shaq and Kobe against the Jazz or LeBron against the Celtics. you got to have some scars before you get to to the top of that mountain and the Nuggets have been climbing that mountain for years and this fan base has sort of grown with the climb I would say guys in general it's a Broncos town first and foremost And and then if the other three teams are good, it's probably Avalanche second and then Nuggets third. And a big part of that is the Nuggets guys, and I'm sure you know this, but, but it bears repeating. Not only have the Nuggets never won a championship, they've never been to the NBA Finals. They've never beaten the Lakers in a playoff series. The last time they were in the Western Finals... Bounced by the Lakers. The time before that in 2009 with Carmelo, uh, it bounced by the Lakers. You go back to the, the 70s, bounced by the Lakers. So they've never beaten the Lakers in a series so Everyone can kind of taste it right now. When teams go up 2-0 to zero in the conference finals, you go on to win 91% of the time. This fan base can taste it, and they are sizzling hot because of it.
1: Zach, I know we got to let you go, but i got to ask you one more because you've watched so much of the Nuggets. What are you expecting from the Nuggets, having watched them at home and on the road all year? What are you expecting from this team in Game 3?
3: You know, I think they're going to get the Lakers' a uh, best possible punch. Um, the Lakers were in the, in the driver's seat uh, for 80% of, of game number two. Uh, I do think that the Lakers uh, will find a way to win game three. I, I am not some you know uh, eternal you know, Denver homer. Uh, it's going to take everything. But here's, here's my biggest focus, and I thought this was the biggest focus in the series going into it, and I feel like what my eyes are telling me, uh, that focus has been validated, and that's this. The accumulative effect of playing a seven-game series that goes every other night. Guys, we're not taking two days off. We're going every other night until this series is over. And 38-year-old LeBron James averaging 40 minutes a game. I know Anthony Davis' birth certificate says he's 29, but that's not what the uh, odometer says with him. I think, and my eyes are telling me, with LeBron James, LeBron James is in the worst three-point fourth-quarter shooting slump of any player in these playoffs, and it's not by accident. They're all short. He's tired, guys. These guys are tired. And despite my belief that they'll go on and win game three, I do believe Denver will win game four because asking these guys who have uh, uh, had load management such a big part of their uh, life the last couple years, and especially this season, and even in, in these playoffs up until this point, you get two, three days off, not in the conference finals. I think that ultimately will cost the Lakers. Uh, so, again, despite my prediction of the Lakers capturing game three, I do think the Nuggets grab game four, and I think this is actually a shorter series uh, than even I myself anticipated from the outset, because the Nuggets are the younger Hungrier team, and I'll leave you guys with this. In every life cycle in the jungle, in every life cycle out on the plains, the biggest lion, the alpha gorilla, they get taken down by the young, hungry, full grown Simba. And the Simba in this series is the Denver Nuggets. <laughs>
1: Dude, I could listen to you talk on this all day. This is amazing. I love it. We really appreciate your expertise on this. I hope you'll come back and hang out with us again. We love this level of breakdown on the Nuggets. Thanks for hanging out with us, Zach.
3: It was an honor to join you guys. You guys have my number, and when the Nuggets go to the NBA Finals for the first time ever, I'd love to come back and break down that series. Oh, hell yes. yes. sir.
1: Zach By, co-host to Stokely and Zach on 104.3 in Denver. You can check that show out from 11 to 2 p.m. in Denver. Make sure you give them a listen. Ka, that was great. I love every ounce of it. All right, coming up, the one change the Lakers need to make in Game 3. Plus, you're not going to believe what one of our producers just said. We're going nuts. We'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the
0: podcast. Games 1 and 2 at home. The Nuggets take a 2-0 lead to Los Angeles, where the Lakers face a critical game three. How will they respond? Game three of the Lakers and Nuggets, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins tomorrow at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. You can also listen on the ESPN app and on Sirius XM Channel 80.
2: Boom.
1: It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN Be in app. in
2: love with someone.
1: Serious XM boom, channel, boom, lady. Boom, boom. Eastern Conference Finals, Game Two tonight. Heat Celtics. Heat are up one nothing. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. We'll break that series down. You guys also are fired up about the Lakers Nuggets. Triple Eight say ESPN 888-729-3776. seven two nine three seven seven six. We'll let you get in in just a second. You know we love the community around Fitz and Harry. 8887293776 uh, we're not uh, we're not streaming today otherwise you would see harry uh playing the air Trumpet, I think by by the hand position. I, either way, either way. Uh,
2: it's exactly right? Exactly
1: well, saxophone. Okay, so this is why I'm the worst because frankly, if I see someone playing an air instrument, my first thought is like your hand position's wrong. Like his hands were up, so it had to be trumpet. Like saxophones all the way, like all the way down across. Okay, <laughs> Get your hand off my trumpet, no, man. But it, well, you know, you should wait till we what? talk about flute hand positioning. All right, so uh, hey, because everybody yo. gets it wrong. Like every uh, anyway, Evan, what? Uh, apparently, something said during the last interview that has Evan up in arms. Evan, what has happened? So, you were introducing Zach By from Stokely and Zach uh, on 104.3 The Fan in Denver, and Devin just turns to Liam and I and goes, huh, oh, Stokely and Zach. Last name, then first name on a show name. You don't see that often. And my first thought, I'm like, our show's Fitz and Fitz Harris and Harry. Fitz in Harry. De- Devin, do you know the show you work on, by chance? Listen, I had a moment. I had a moment. It's been a long week. It's Friday. It's Love Friday. I, I wouldn't appreciate it. W- I just want love in this moment. Well, we that's also- what I'm
2: saying. Like, How, how are you going to be able to get love if you're making I mean, mistakes also, like that? you, like, you got to be mentally there. Fre- I mean,
1: Freddie and Fitzsimmons? I mean, I, I mean, but let's be honest. It should be Harry and Fitz. So they- I think that's what really tripped me up. It, it
2: was, I'm I, not doing this. I still
1: y'all. think that it should have been Harry and Fitz, but they were just afraid that I would sit on every affiliate promoting it and say I had a Harry Fitz once, but I shaved it. That's that's the only reason <laughs> that they went Fitz and Harry. Uh, yeah, I know. It's Friday, y'all. I don't know what you expect from me. Tune what? in to baseball action tomorrow. The Mets host the Guardians. My Mets. Temporary Mets really host the Guardians. Coverage begins at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Harry's still dancing and there isn't even music playing. That tells you where we are in this. Uh, you guys want to Chime in on the Lakers. We want to let you know, want to let you do that, Dana in Virginia. Dana, thanks for calling the show. Dana just, just hung drop. up on us. I say one thing, and Dana suddenly drops. Uh, is it Dominic in Charleston? Dominic, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. What do you got, brother?
3: Uh, I just wanted to ask you guys who you think is the most to blame for the loss of the Lakers last night. Was it AD, uh, LeBron, or actually Coach Ham? Because if you look at Murray's points in the fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure LeBron was on him the whole fourth quarter. I uh, just don't know why they wouldn't switch it up. Maybe Hachimura put on him. Uh, just, to, you know, getting your guys' take.
1: I appreciate the call. I mean, well, my, uh, my quick uh, answer is D'Angelo Russell's the most to blame. I mean, it's just absolute trash performance for him. But, yeah, who do
2: you, who do you got on this, Harry? For me, I'm going to go Anthony Davis and D'Angelo Russell. And as far as LeBron James being on Jamal Murray, you got to remember also coming down the court, there are screens being set. So LeBron James might end up switching off at times on Jamal Murray. But I also got to give Jamal Murray credit, though, man. Like, he's hitting shots that are tough looks. He's just knocking those shots down. He got easier looks in the first half, I'll say the first three quarters, and he just hit the ones that were probably the toughest in the fourth quarter. So you got to give him some credit for, you know, stepping up his game and – making big shots in, in in the fashion that he did. And
1: now yesterday I told you about the expected shot percentage, uh, you know, the, the stat we need me looking it up that, that showed it in game one, both teams shot much hotter than anyone would expect, which is why I thought we'd have a lower scoring game. We did. And we'd have a lower shooting percentage. We did. That same expected shot percentage will tell you that Jamal Murray hit 75% more than he was expected to by the analytics. He was. Those were tough shots. He was just knocking them down. I continued to go with DeAndre D'Angelo Russell, by the way, in this series, mm, mm, mm. in this series, when D'Angelo Russell is on the floor, the Lakers are minus 41. That means they've given up 41 more points than they've scored when he's on the floor. When he is uh, off the floor, they're plus 30. Plus 30! Th- a 71-point swing and plus minus. Come on.
2: Here's the issue with me with D'Angelo Russell was that he's so engulfed with trying to draw fouls and – persuade the officials to call the fouls with his legs being spread apart when he's shooting the ball with his head flaring back to the point where sometimes I don't even think he's focusing on the damn shot. And some of those shots aren't the best selection of shots that he's choosing to shoot in which it helped the Denver Nuggets when they were making their run last night.
1: Yeah, there is a moment where D'Angelo Russell just looks uh, haphazard. It looks out of control. It, it, It looks chaotic every time he's trying to shoot. And when you're shooting as poorly as he is, maybe make things look easier. We'll ask one expert what he thinks the key to this series is, plus more your calls on the Lakers' Nuggets. Coming up, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and
2: Harry, the podcast.